0: Hey, welcome to The Life Edit, bringing order to your everyday chaos. I'm Tabitha Perry, former social worker and now life coach that breaks big problems down into simple, actionable steps so you become more intentional and productive in life. Let's get started. Hello. Today we're gonna talk about how to stay focused on your goals in 2022, which is fitting since this is the first podcast of 2022. When I was coming up with last week's content of three surprising ways to edit your life for results that don't suck in 2022, I was inspired to go deeper into the first edit I suggested, which was remind yourself of your goal daily. Now, this sounds simple, right? But it's actually what holds people up a lot myself included. It's not just about reminding yourself of your goal. It's reminding yourself why you even have that goal, because that why is going to keep you motivated when your willpower fails you, because it will. Willpower wasn't created to sustain you for long periods of time. It's the ignition, not the accelerator. Energy from your why is what will sustain you when life throws you distractions that wanna take you off the course of getting to your goals. And that's what we're gonna talk about. You can find tons of podcasts about creating a compelling why. I wanna focus on the distractions that take your focus away from your why. I like to call these shiny squirrels. It's a combination of the shiny object syndrome and the infamous quote from Doug the Dog and Up when he says, squirrel, and is distracted by the spastic fluffy little critters around him. There are two types of shiny squirrels, internal and external. Internal distractions happen from within us. They are sometimes the less obvious distractions you have to deal with. Then there's the external distractions, the literal shiny object syndrome. These are things you can physically see. There's three internal shiny squirrels. The first is limiting beliefs such as you can't handle this or you're being selfish for wanting this. Any thought you have regularly turns into a belief. You can't think something over and over again and not have it affect you. These can be very exacerbating. The second shiny squirrel that can distract you from your goals in 2022 are new unnecessary ideas. Now, there's nothing wrong with dreaming, but there's a difference between dreaming and just coming up with ideas you're actually using as a protective factor, because you're not sure what you're doing is going to turn out well. Which, by the way, is a flavor of perfectionism, which I totally use. Or you're bored with the process of getting to your goal. And guess what? Some goals aren't going to turn out the way you expected, and boredom is inevitable in life, When you're working towards a goal it's monotonous and repetitive but that's where growth happens okay the third shiny squirrel is anxious thoughts i've struggled with anxiety throughout my life and also being a woman my mind can cover a bunch of different topics in a short amount of time and then go off on a million different tangents which then creates overwhelm and i'm all of a sudden heading to the cabinet for a cookie but I don't have any because I know myself and that I have no self control around sugar. So I end up looking through my kid's snack basket and I find five bags of fruit snacks to make me feel better. Anyone else? (laughs) Anyhow, these internal shiny squirrels are very compelling. They seem so real that if we don't address them, we'll self-destruct, but that's just our brain being an overdramatic teenager. Sorry if there's any teens listening to this. Our brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable. So it's always going to try to give you a way to remain comfortable, which is the whole point of why our brain is so distractible. It's hard for your brain to focus on goals because that requires growth and growth always requires some discomfort. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging with just identifying what distracts you. I want to give you strategies to fight against your brain's desire to make you comfortable. The first internal shiny squirrel was with limiting beliefs. The strategy for this is to be aware of all your thoughts. If you find that you think a specific thought a lot that gives you permission to give up, this is an indicator that you have a limiting belief. I'm gonna say that again. If you have a specific thought that gives you permission to give up, that is an indicator that you have a limiting belief. Write that thought down and then figure out a thought you'd like to replace it with. God gave us the capability of taking our thoughts captive. No, it's not easy, but with practice, it does become something you can do more often. If you'd like to dig into those specific limiting thoughts we use as excuses to get us out of doing something hard, email me and I'll email you a worksheet to help. You can find my email in the show notes. A strategy for new unnecessary ideas is to remind yourself of the specific steps you already decided on doing to get your goal and anything additional is extra credit. If you found that you were too general with your steps to get to your 2022 goals, now is the time to tighten those up. My husband is the king of shiny squirrel new unnecessary ideas, and he found that he was able to take the pressure off of himself of taking action on every single idea by considering those extra credit the strategy for the third shiny squirrel of anxious thoughts is to put them through the filter that Philippians 4 8 recommends is it true is it noble right pure lovely admirable praiseworthy if not those are thoughts to no longer think about but how Tabitha Well, your brain can only think about one thing at a time. So this is when distracting yourself from distractions is okay. I find that if I put on upbeat music, read, or call someone, I'm able to get out of my own messy, unhelpful thoughts. Okay, we've covered the shiny squirrels we experience internally. Now, let's get into the external distractions that like to win our attention. The first external shiny squirrel is physical discomfort. Side note, this can also bring up limiting beliefs too. Physical discomfort distracts you from reaching your goal because our society normalizes comfort and vilifies discomfort. Discomfort is what makes us grow though, so it's not a reason to stop what we're doing. It's actually an indicator that you're doing something right and developing. An example is losing weight. Limiting what you eat and moving your body more than you have in the past is going to feel uncomfortable. Don't let that discomfort distract you. Lean into it, expect it, embrace it. The second external shiny squirrel is one I have the hardest time with. They're cute, we're told they grow up too fast, and they are always needing something. I'm talking about children. They're little walking, talking interruptions. I love them, but man, they throw a damper into going hard and crushing goals. They are doing exactly what they should be doing when they ask questions and need things, but it still doesn't make them less distracting. There's also that mom guilt that can creep in. That's when you have an internal and external distraction. And those are a double whammy. The third external shiny squirrel is the phone. This is the most common distraction I hear from my clients. In my life edit coaching program, we talk about scheduling your day and how often you transition between tasks. And what can throw all of us off more than anything else is that dang phone. Now, it's not the phone in of itself that's bad. It's how much meaning we give to it. Have you ever looked on your phone to see how much time you spend on it or how many times you pick it up? every time you're doing one thing and then switch tasks by looking at your phone it takes you on average 20 minutes to get refocused we don't have that kind of time to get refocused especially when our kids are added into the mix external shiny squirrels are a normal part of life these can't be avoided so what do you do on a practical level well let me tell you one strategy for physical discomfort is to be aware of your body in a normal state So when you feel physically uncomfortable, you can tell if it's a discomfort from growing or discomfort from something unhealthy. When it's a physical discomfort because you're pushing your body a little more, it's important to take care of your body. Hydrate, stretch, and give yourself rest days. Resting has been really important in my life when I've trained for races and even when I was pregnant and getting ready to birth my girls. Also, another thing, This may be TMI, but for 33 years of my life, I thought it was normal to feel uncomfortable after eating, like that bloated feeling. I didn't realize that was an indicator of a food sensitivity and digestion issues. If you're physically uncomfortable after you eat certain things, reach out to a clinician that does food sensitivity testing to figure out what's going on. If it hasn't gotten better yet, it probably won't, and there's no reason to have that type of discomfort. A strategy for minimizing your children from distress you really varies depending on the age of your kids. So I'll just share what I've done over the past seven years of being a parent. I was a stay-at-home mom up until two years ago when I started my coaching business, so I was around my kids a lot. When my girls were babies, I would hire a babysitter for a date nights so me and my hubby could have uninterrupted time together. Now, this wasn't easy because my first daughter never took a bottle, but we strategically planned our dates around her feeding times and we made it work. We still have a standing babysitter come the same night of the week to this day. Now, why babysitter and not a family member? I've moved over 20 times, so we have very seldom lived in the same town as family since we've had kids. For those that have family members, let them watch your kids. What a blessing it is for them. If you're like me and don't live around family, or you don't want your family to watch your kids, Hire a babysitter. You have permission. It doesn't make you a bad parent. We found babysitters on care.com, seeking sitters, and asked for referrals from our church. If you're gasping that I would allow a stranger to watch my kids or suggest to you that you allow a stranger to watch your children, just take a breath. The reputable babysitting companies do background checks on the sitters and always make sure you check their referrals as well. I also want to mention that I've worked in the prison system for over 15 years. And if anyone was going to be paranoid about people caring for my kids, it would be me, but I refuse to live in fear. So I regularly fight those scary thoughts that people all of a sudden have once they become parents. Look, God loves your kids more than you do. He's looking out for them. Giving yourself a break is okay. It makes you a better parent. The other strategy I use to prevent my kids from distracting me is to communicate clearly what the expectations are. For example, like a lot of you, I work from home, so I have to tell them when I'm on a call so they know not to barge in. Does this work perfectly? Nope. They're five and seven, and they think the world's ending if one looks at the other oddly. My goal is to train them, yep, train. That's our main responsibility as parents, is to train up our children to be responsible human beings, well, and to love Jesus. But learning boundaries is helpful for them, so to summarize the strategies for preventing your children from distracting you hire a sitter and when they're old enough to understand start talking to them about your expectations and encourage them to wait to make their requests and ask their questions until you're done with whatever you're working on nap times and bedtimes are also a great way to stay focused the last strategy i'm going to share about is to address the external shiny squirrel of the phone here it is If it distracts you from going to sleep at the time you desire, plug it in away from your bed. I plug mine in in my bathroom. I have a cute little basket I put it in, well, mostly so I don't spray it with water or get makeup on it. Um, But another strategy is to put it on silent airplane or focus mode. I also don't pick up my phone first thing in the morning. In fact, after I turn off my alarm clock, I sometimes don't look at it for a few hours. I don't want the messages I received the night before to distract me from my morning routine. Now I'll have already looked at my calendar the night before and know when I need it by. I don't bring my phone to church often either. If someone is meeting me there, I will, but otherwise I'll just leave it in the car. This allows me to focus on what's most important. During the day, put your phone somewhere else when you're needing to concentrate. You may be thinking, but Tabitha, what if an emergency happens? I need to have my phone. I agree that emergencies do happen and responding quickly is sometimes necessary, but let's be really honest with ourselves. How often does that actually happen? Our brain is like a teenager and can over dramatize things. You will be okay away from your phone. The world will not end. If your life is filled with so many emergencies that you can't not be by your phone, you and I definitely need to talk. And if being away from your phone, makes you feel anxious. Don't judge yourself. Just get curious. Here's some questions to see how attached to the phone you are. Has anyone said you're on the phone too much? Do you feel guilty about how much time you spend on it? Does your phone negatively affect your work performance or home life? And the last question, do you feel an obsessive urge to use your phone to escape feelings of boredom or loneliness? Staying curious is the best way to avoid judgment, at least it has been very helpful for me. All right, to summarize, we all get distracted and nobody is immune to it. So here's the breakdown of the shiny squirrels of distraction. The internal shiny squirrels are limiting beliefs, new unnecessary ideas, and anxious thoughts. The external shiny squirrels are physical discomfort, children, and the phone. I shared strategies for each, but there's always more ways to manage these. I'd love to hear your thoughts and learn new hacks. Feel free to reach out to me and share your best strategies that help you manage distractions. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to meet up with you in the next show. Also, if you'd love to be part of a self-development book club that doesn't require you to read the entire book, get support on implementing the concepts in your life And finally enjoy reading again, check out my No Guilt Book Club in the link in the show notes. And make sure to follow me on social media at Tabitha Perry Life Coach to learn more ways to create order in your life and step into your fullest God-given potential.